The Satyogi is one who realizes what a high-stakes game reality is. The Satyogi realizes that it is being played for all or nothing, victory or defeat, bliss or agony, eternal life, self-damnation. Satyogi realizes that Allah is merciful, but also that Allah is exact and just. The Satyogi realizes that our destiny is in our own hands. It is not determined by blind fate but that if we have put our destiny into the hands of the ego, then our destiny will indeed be determined by blind lust, by the drives, the impulses of the ego that cannot be mastered from within its own structure. And that this leads to the karmic unraveling of all of the foundations of happiness and the fall into a realm of darkness. And this is simply because the ego itself is the absence of God the absence of truth, of love, of light, of the real. And only through the transcendence of the ego does the presence of God emerge again. And the Satyogi is one who is wise enough to know that one cannot live without the presence of God supporting one that that presence is our only strength, our only hope, our only connection to wisdom, our only source of the capacity to withstand the agonies of the soul that emerge in those moments in which we are betrayed by our own choice of identification with the ego and its sanskaras of choosing jouissance over liberation. The Satyogi is one who knows the difference between the real mind, the mind of the real self, the God self, the Buddha nature, and the mind of the ego. The Satyogi is one who has witnessed through his or her own experience the stupidity of the ego mind, 
the futility, the immaturity, the blindness, the self-sabotage, the destructiveness, the inability to keep from repeating the same mistakes over and over and over. And the Satyogi is one who has decided that his or her fate should not be determined by the ego. And thus the Satyogi chooses freedom. One is either a subject or one is free. The consciousness within the ego is called, quite rightly, subjectivity. Because the ego mind is subject to unconscious drives and impulses that destroy its own peace, happiness, and consume its good karma, its merit. and lead it into having to learn the hard way. Not from wisdom, not from the surrender of consciousness to that Supreme Being, but from the hard knocks that the karmic backlash of the ego's bumbling ways of trying to navigate reality through dependence on others on sensory thrills, on escape from oneself rather than discovery and revelation of the self. And the Satyogi recognizes the dead end that the ego is. and chooses to get out of that sinking ship before it is too late. The nature of the game is that the ego mind cannot know in advance when it is too late, and it tends to push its luck. When one has tasted the presence of God within, the power of freedom, the loving energies, and the protective aura that is offered by surrender and emerging with that supreme nature, then one would never dare to leave that light and allow even a fingertip to enter into the shadow.
because one knows that any entrance into the darkness changes the trajectory of one's life. And any enmeshment with the karma of another leads to the merging of those two karmic fields in a way that a situation becomes created that is literally no longer under the control of the ego's own intentions. And because those intentions are hidden from the ego itself, it cannot avoid a constant state of anxiety. It cannot avoid knowing the thin ice that it is on, having lost control of its own life, having lost its equilibrium, having lost its capacity for true willpower, for true self-control, self-mastery, because there is no true self guiding one's process any longer, but a reactive construct that seeks only to get out of its agony by creating even more agony. One can choose the life of an ego or the life of the real self. And we are crucified by our inability to choose. And the yogi suffers more than the non-yogi because the yogi knows too much. There is no longer even the false bliss of ignorance to depend on. And so with one foot headed toward heaven and the other toward hell, the yogi can only helplessly watch him or herself tear themselves apart in their inability to commit to the life of spirit, nor fully to the life of the ego, but to live in that dangerous purgatory in which the agony of the loss of one's potential becomes every day more of a dreadful vision of the lack of the fulfillment of one's true purpose.
which can only be fulfilled through the absolute surrender to God without qualification, without time off for bad behavior, and without delay. A dream deferred becomes a nightmare. And the Satyogi understands the seriousness of the situation. That when one is driving a car at very high speeds on the highway, there is not much margin for error that will be tolerated before a crash ensues. It is very important not to drive drunk on the enjoyments of the sensory pleasures that the ego offers. That tends to cause one to fall asleep at the wheel. And thus all the sages warn us constantly Beware of falling into maya. Beware of the quicksand. Beware of the sting of the scorpion. Beware of self-deceit. Beware of all the ways that the ego fools oneself into remaining asleep at the wheel. And know that one must choose wakefulness that never tires, never stops, never blinks, never closes its third eye. price of freedom is eternal vigilance. Eternal union with that real that alone can guide us safely through the rapids, through the white water and the black water that we face at the end of Kali Yuga and can only get through if we are able to levitate above the surface of the raging stream of consciousness through our surrender to that light that carries us above the flood to safety on the other shore of non-duality. May we abide in the inner silence that gives us the grace, the wisdom, the open heart, 
and the generosity of spirit that alone will keep us safe. And may we live for that true and real being who manifests goodness for the whole. And may we be willing to sacrifice all for union with the one supreme good. And may we not delay.